Yep, study, meditation, meditation and prayer. We talked about how it's important for us to grow. All athletes know, all individuals know, no matter what art, artistry or whatever aspect of life you're going to be participating in, you have to grow. If you don't grow, nothing else will grow for you. And so in order for your life to have the success that you want, those who want to go to the league, those who want to be entrepreneurs, those who want to be wealthy, those who want to be successful, you cannot get to that place of success if you're not your best. Right. And so in order for us to get to that place, we have to grow from the core of ourselves. So you can go to the gym, lift weights. You can go to the, uh, your perspectives, uh, athletics and, and, and excel. But what happens if your spirit is not well? You can have emotional intelligence. You can be able to give the best advice to everyone. But if your spirit man is not strong, my friend, you won't last long. And so when we talked about yesterday, we said we are a spirit and what else? We live in a body. But the crazy thing is we give our bodies and our souls more respect and energy and support and systems than we do our spirit man. Now, I want you to visualize three parts of you and I want you to visualize which ones are fed the most. Now, in what ways do we feed the body? Food. Exercise, water, drinks, entertainment. Now, in what ways do we feed the soul? With the Bible, with the Word of God. That's we get, we're gonna get to that. Soul, soul. What do we feed our emotions, our mind? What kind of things do we feed those different things? Music. Yep. That was yours. Yes. Well, I put you in there. That's fine. Y'all both can get get music. What else? Entertainment, yeah. Music, entertainment. Um, relationships, relationships yeah. So we feed our bodies with food, exercise, etc., etc. We feed our souls with other people with our, in regards to relationships and, and entertainment, etc. But how often do we feed our spirit man? Now, in what ways do we feed our spirit man? Reading the Bible. Reading the Bible praying. praying Praying, that's good, you good. Meditation. Meditation. Music. <clears throat> Music. Now, how often do you feed your body on average per day? Uh, two or three meals a day. Now, how, how many hours <laughs> do you feed your soul? If you was just a guess, you could throw some numbers at random. Hours, right? <laughs> that's all we're going to say, hours. Now, how, now you don't have to answer this, but I want you to think about this. How often do you feed your spirit, man? Think about that because that's who you really are. Yes, we are. For how long, like, and what period of time? Good question. So, for instance, the spirit, man, is not something that has to have three to five meals like the body. Like, like for instance, what's a meal that you've eaten that's, like, heavy, that you're like, man, I don't got to eat after this? Pasta. So when you eat pasta or Mexican food, you be like, I'm good. See, when my wife make them pancakes in the morning with them grits and liver mush and eggs, man, I ain't eat for another eight hours. You know what I'm saying? I, I, can, I can rest on those grits for a while. So we see him that if you eat a, a salad, you may be hungry in two hours. But if you eat a solid meal, you may not have to eat again for another period of time. What I'm saying is if pasta... In, in, the, in the physical realm is a heavy meal. 
if you just read one scripture with, with full intent, that's a heavy meal. So God's not sitting there saying you got to spend hours. There's a lot of preachers, teachers who spend hours, but they're not full. But when you spend time with God, you can spend five minutes and that thing can carry you for a long period of time. So practically what I would say is this. As often as you feed your body, feed your spirit, man. All you got to do is say, okay, I tell people to read a proverb a day. There's 31 proverbs. What you do is, what's today's date? The seventh. So someone turn to Proverbs 7 for me. We're going to do an activity real quick. So the goal is to be prepared. So, for instance, if you're hungry and the meal is not prepared, you're going to be even more frustrated, right? But if you have a prepared meal and you know there's a meal there, then you're not frustrated. Imagine your mom saying, baby, food's ready. you like, oh, snap, I've been waiting for these collard greens, chicken, and cornbread. You get downstairs, your mom say, psych. You're going to be like, yo, don't do that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So read Proverbs. Read, you read half one, you read half one. Let me see. How many verses in Proverbs 7? 27. So, man, it's an odd number, right? So. Okay, yeah. So, someone read. Oh, you can read the first 13. You read the last 14. All right. My son, keep my words and store my commandments with you. And guard my teachings as the apple of your eye. Bind them on your fingers. Write them on a tablet of your heart. Say to wisdom, you are my sister. And say to insight, you are my relative. It will keep you from the adulterous woman, from the wayward woman in her seductive words. Look at that window of my house. I looked through the lattice. I saw among the simple. I noticed the young man, a youth who had no sense. He was walking down the street near her corner, walking along the direction of her house at twilight, as the day was fading, as the dark of night setting. Then out came a woman to meet him, dressed like a prostitute with crappy intent. She is unruly and defiant. Her feet never stay at home. Now in the street, now in the squares, at every corner she lurks. She took hold of him and kissed him when, with a brazen face. She said, I have peace and offerings with me. Today I have paid my vows. So I have come out to meet you diligently to seek your peace. And I have found you. As spread my bed tapestry, colored coverings of Egyptian women. I have perfumed my bread with myrrh, oak, aloes, and cinnamon. Come, let us take our fill of love until morning. Let us delight ourselves with love. For my husband is not home. He has gone. <laughs> Proverbs be hidden. We begin all, all things of life. Yep. <laughs> she said, I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> Keep going. Now, we see with Proverbs 7, you can take a lot from that. 
for instance, there's for the guys, you got it. This is a warning. Proverbs seven is, is, is serious. Like most people think that in seduction, that is mostly men that pursue women. Now there's a lot of women like this. Now, one thing that you can do when you're reading a proverb is to let it read you. I always say this about reading scripture. Don't just read it. Let it read you. Now, what does that mean? Letting the Bible read you. Yes. Um, seeing how your actions may um, like, be similar to the actions that you Exactly. Anyone else want to add to it? Just from perspective? So we see, like what Brielle said, you want to see, ladies, am I becoming this type of woman? Am I this woman? Am I more lustful? Am I going to cause a lot of strong men to fall? And also, fellas, you got to look at this chapter and say, am I going to be that kind of man that can fall to this kind of woman? Because what it says here is that this type of woman prepares for the downfall of men. This type of man, this chapter doesn't prepare for what the woman prepares for him. So what this verse is saying to answer your question is to say, okay, I'm going to read a proverb a day and I'm going to take one or two verses that I can just meditate on. So now um, when you chew on gum, do you chew one chew? You chew multiple times because what is it doing? It's, It's giving you your breath a little, you know, where your breath ain't right. Right. And so when you're when you chewing on the word of God, you you get it, you take it with you and you just think about it. That'll keep you full. So, for instance, you can uh, find any scripture, even if you're going through something, right? Um, I ain't gonna put you on the spot, but if, if there's something that you're going through right now, you can go to Google and type scriptures on blank. Take one scripture and say, I'm gonna chew on this. God, I need your help with this. God, give me strategy with this thing. You'll begin to find yourself chewing on that scripture day and night so that you won't find yourself weak. Did that help a little bit? So proverb a day is a good start. I read a proverb a day and a gospel a month. A proverb a day gives you wisdom for daily usage. A gospel a month, that means you just read maybe a chapter a day or whatever, gives you or helps you see how Christ lived his life. God ain't sitting there saying, man, you got to read five books in one day. He just says, because what happens if you eat five plates of pasta in one day? You're going to be full. They say if you drink a gallon of water, you'll drown. Like if you drink a gallon of water at one time, you will drown yourself. So God is sitting there saying drowning yourself because if you, that. huh? I did that. A whole gallon of water? Like in one sitting like this, the whole, the goo, 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 goo. Oh, no. yeah. I'm talking about in, in one setting, drinking a whole gallon. You'll, you'll be dead. So we're back to what we talked about yesterday is that your goal is to grow from the core of you. If your spirit man is weak, you're not going to be able to handle anything. So now when you understand the significance of it, just like, you know, if I need to be an exceptional basketball player, I got to put the work in. If I want to be an amazing counselor or OGBYN or whatever it is that you want to be in life, you know, you got to put the work in. The same is spiritually. You are only as strong as your spirit man. Now, think about that. The real question is, how strong are you really? Now, let's read. We talked about how prayer, reading, and meditating are disciplines that leads to spiritual growth. Now I want to read a quick scripture 
We're going to talk about worship for a minute. Now, in your vantage point, what is worship? What is worship to you? Yes. Okay. Thanking the Lord. I ain't gonna mess up before. Thanking the Lord. Just remember if I forget yours. Thanking the Lord. What else is worship? Yes. Back to back. That's fine. You have taking the time to reflect. Yes. Glorifying God. What else? Spending time with God. That's good. What all those are good. Now, do you know all the ones that you said? Thanking God, spending time with him, listening to music, said, you know, that's only 10 percent, 5 percent of worship. Did you know that's not even really what worship is? Like the Bible reason is in John four verses um, 23 to 24, it says, but the hour is coming and now is when the true worshipers will worship the father in spirit and in truth. Let me get my other notes out. One second. It says again, verse uh, 23, but the hour is coming and now is when the true worshipers will worship the father in spirit and truth for the father is seeking such to worship him. God is a spirit and those who worship him must worship in spirit and in truth. Now, the tragedy about worship in the Western world, worship has been diluted to music. Worship has been diluted to only being thanking God. Do you know worship is not the songs you sing? Worship is not what the worship leader brings. Like, that's not worship. Worship is what you do with your life. Right now, um, when people worship the devil, when people worship uh, these actresses and actors or musicians, people think, oh, they're not worshiping them. They're worshiping based upon giving their life to them. And so when you think about worship, now, let me ask this question. Why do you think the devil will bend the archangel of music, some historians, theologians believe, will reduce worship down to just music and those type of things, thanking God and stuff? What, what would be problematic about that? Yes. Only a part of your life. Now, what if, now if it was 50%, that's a big percentage. But if worship is only 5%, Within the context of the Western world, I could be worshiping wrong. Now, don't get me wrong. Thanking God, singing songs, that's an expression of worship. But it's not execution of worship. What does that mean? It's an expression, but it's not execution. Go ahead, Brent. Um, expressing something is just like, more so of like, it's, it's kind of just like a representation of it. Yeah. Good. Yeah. You want to add something to it? Pretty much same thing. So <clears throat> expression is, man, that was good, God. Thank you. Oh, the worship song hits. Oh, I worship you. Oh, that's 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 an expression. You know how many people go to church, raise their hands, worship God, quote unquote, sing the songs. But 95 percent of their life is wicked, evil, sinning like like like. It's cool if you're growing in the things of God. So I'm not sitting here saying, man, Mr. That's the thing. So none of us is good. No, that's right. None of us are good. We're only good because of him. But what I am saying is worship must come from the core of you. Now, did we go over this activity or not activity, but this, this uh, uh, explanation of spirit, soul and body? Yes. So your body has five senses, right? Oh, yeah. what, we did that. Yeah. Then your soul has your thoughts, emotions, all that stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. And we said our spirit man has what? 
Real self. What are the components of that real self? It's gifts, talents, your personality, and your character. That's in your spirit. Now, the Bible says, but the hour is coming and now is when the true worshipers. Now, that true worshiper is saying or implying that there is a false worship, right? So, give me an example of false worship. Buddha, yeah, there we go. Buddha, false worship. Catholic. The Catholics, yep, yeah, false worship. Islam, Islam false worship. <laughs> Satan, nuns, false worship. Satanists, false worship. Yep. Now, what are some examples of false worship under the guise or the umbrella of Christianity? Get a little bit like, uh, well, we already kind of gave the expression. So we said this, that a false worship can be that I'm only worshiping God, quote unquote, to get something from him. Or I only do this because I want to shout because I'm trying to outshout my friend on the left side. Or, or I'm just trying to worship because, because I just want to look good for the guy looking at me or for the girl looking at me. So that's a false worship. Or, you know, I'm just going to live my life any kind of way. That's a false worship. Now, like I always say with people now. When God brushes or breezes by your life, this is a metaphor. I'm not saying he does this, but give, kind of go with me with the, with the metaphor. Like if he was to be around the aroma of your worship, would it, would it be a fragrance or an odor? Think about it. What's the difference between a fragrance and an odor? Yes. Stinks. Now that goes back to Cain and Abel, right? Cain brought what kind of sacrifice? Uh, hmm? Of the ground. But the ground was what? Cursed. Right? Abel brought what sacrifice? The lamb. the lamb. So when God came, he said which sacrifice was acceptable? Which worship was acceptable? Lamb. So if I worship God from the lamb that's in me, Versus worshiping God from the flesh of me, then I can't get mad if my worship is not accepted. But it looks good. Everyone's like, oh, that looks amazing. But when I worship from the blood of the lamb. Then God's going to smell that blood of the lamb, that that appreciation of the sacrifice, that willingness to forsake all and deny all to pursue him then that worship is going to be accepted. But if I worship God from my flesh, that's cursed. He's not going to accept that. So now I got to say, am I worshiping from the reality of the blood of the lamb? Because the blood of the lamb was accepted by God because it was a foreshadowing. Like, and so when you live your life in a foreshadow, like saying, OK, I'm going to live my life for God's glory. Then, man, oh, how sweet the smell of your story would be, right? It says God is a spirit. So we see that God is not, he's a spirit. So, so flesh doesn't entertain him. Like, like emotions don't entertain him. Like, like tears don't manipulate him, right? And, but we see that he says, and he's, God is spirit. And those who worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. And he's seeking such to worship him. God is seeking. Now, why do you why do you think God is looking for true worshipers? Why is he looking for authentic, 
genuine true words. Go ahead, swear. That's good. They choose to worship. They choose to worship. What else? All those are good. So what I'll add to this is that when you're worshiping God in your authentic self and that worship is backed by the realities of what Jesus has done for the individual, then you'll do everything in excellence. Because now you know that I work or worship unto the Lord. So now when it comes to that paper, I got to give my best because this is my worship. Hey, when, I, when you're pursuing your entrepreneurial endeavors, this is my worship. Like, like I got to make sure that when I'm living my life, it's from true worship. So when I worship God, I worship God. When I do my videos on YouTube, that's worship. When I, when I teach you all, that's why I go so hard. I only had like three hours of sleep. I didn't, I didn't even know I was going to have this message. But this message came together in 15 minutes. So I had to pull from different areas of, of whatever and allow the Holy Spirit to tap in. But this is worship for me. Now, I don't want to be the guy that stands before you and I'm giving, I'm sweating, I'm preaching that gospel truth. Amen, my brother. And I'm giving you the word. But God's like, that's false worship, Josh. You're doing that just for the money. You do see, God knows the cart. God knows why you do what you do. And so you don't want to stand for God and God be like, and you be like, God, look at my resume. God, did I not do this in your name? <laughs> Did I not did I not score 40 for your name? Did I not after that game, God, when I did I not give you glory for that game? God's gonna be like, fam, you just did that because you in the Bible belt. And you know all these people love when you talk about God. You didn't do that for me. Oh, but 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 God, did I not, you know, I gave millions of dollars of charity. Okay, you did that just for tax write-offs. You didn't do that for my glory. Oh, but God, did you not see me dance and draw and do all this artistry for your glory? And God's going to be like, I know the real root of that. You didn't really do it because of me. Worshiping God is saying, God, this is who I am. For instance, um, what does that pen do for you? That's it's worship. What does that laptop do for you? That's it's worship. What does that book do for you? Uh, helps me write down That's it's worship. What's your favorite thing at home? Just throw some things out there that you use. Huh? Your phone, what it does for you is it's worship. <laughs> what else? Throw, throw some other things. PS5. PS5, however game you play, it's, it's worship. What I'm saying is your worship is the functionality in your purpose. That's worship. So if you're being an accountant or you being a lawyer or you being a rapper or you being a ball player and God said that's not what you was created for, then you're not going to be able to be used by God to worship. See, worship is what you were supposed to do. That's why the Bible says he's looking for those to worship him in spirit and in truth. Truth means I know the truth. And what does the truth do? Set you free. Why is it important to be free? From bondage, so you won't be bound, right? So, how does the truth set someone free? Give me an example of a situation where someone's like, "Oh, that's the truth." Oh, snap! I didn't know. Now they're free. Yes, go ahead. And they'll be free from what other wrongs? The wrong they were doing. I got you. So we going? Go ahead, sweat. <clears throat> like doing like or like worshiping Gala or something like that. 
Yeah, that's good. So I give an example. So for instance, if someone, a young girl struggling with low self-esteem because her dad wasn't there. And then now she finds the truth that she is God's beloved, that God loves her, that God is going to use that negative home situation to turn it around for her good where she'll be able to minister to a million other women. When she find that truth, she's set free from those insecurities. Now she's like, People looking at her like, didn't you grow up? Like, for instance, people will look at my upbringing about, oh, you was brought up in a single parent home. So obviously, statistically, you should not come out successful. But when they see God redeeming it, now when people see my life, they're like, man, you look like you grew up in a stable home. Wow, look at what you're doing. So what I'm saying is, is that the truth sets you free so that you can set others free. Now. But if you're not your authentic self, my friend, what wealth can you give? That's why you got to look at worship differently. Like, God, every night you got you to reflect, did I worship you today? Did I give you my best today? Did I worship you from my true self? Like, can you truly be a worshiper if you're a copy? Your worship is in your originality. Be yourself. Like, worship God from who you are. And then take your gifts and talents. Like, God, you're going to be glorified through this. So a lot of people have been worshiping wrong. And now it's time for us to get to a place where we'll say, you know what, God? I'm going to worship you from my spirit. And I'm going to worship you in truth. My last question, let you guys have some time to work on some stuff. Now, when you worship from your spirit, your authentic self, how does it affect your soul and body? You found that you love by God, you sealed by the, by the Holy Spirit, and you're worshiping from the Lamb, the blood slain, and you're worshiping God. You say, God, I'm cool with my personality. God, oh, God, I'm going to take this gifts of mine, and I'm going to give you glory in it. God, when I'm in these situations, I'm going to glorify you in it. I'm not going to fall in sin. How can that affect your soul and body? Yes. Um, you feel better about yourself. You feel better about yourself. And how is that liberating? That's power in that. So now when people talking about your gift things, talking about who you are, you ignore them because you're like, I know who I am and I know whose I am. Anybody else? It affects your body because now you don't find yourself in addictions. When you know you worship God, for instance, you know what helps me not fall into sin? You say, my purpose. Bro, about, when I was a young man, by the time it got down to the, you know what we do on laptops? Man, I was too tired to sin because I fulfilled my purpose. I was doing purpose all day. Like purpose has you focused. Right now, I'm working on my 11th book. I don't got time to look over here or look over there because purpose has a way of, of causing my life to stay a fragrance. So if you don't know your purpose, if you don't know what you should be pursuing, then you're going to be open to addictions. You're going to be open to insecurities. And then you will never be shown as your real self. So as we close, and this time I'm closing because my Bible's closed. I ain't going to tip myself and put the Bible over there. I want you to think about your worship. These songs we sing are great. But if it's not the soundtrack of my life, if it's not the lyrics on my heart, then what am I really doing? So when you think about worship going forward today, be like, you know what? 
I may not be good at math, but I'm going to give it my best. I may not be good at English, but I'm going to give it my best because, God, I want to worship you. And let's take it beyond that. God, when I find myself in between this center or this, God, I may fall today, but, God, I don't want to anymore. Well, God, you know, everyone may be laughing at this gift, but, God, I'm going to give it to you and let you break it like you did the five loaves and two fish. And I'm going to let you defeat the masses through my gifting. Any questions, thoughts, comments? Everybody's good? All hearts, minds clear? All right, we're done. So y'all take, we only got 10 minutes. 10 minutes, do what you got to do. I said I was going to make sure I gave y'all some extra time. Love y'all so much, man. And so we'll uh, see y'all this afternoon.